Are you ready for the ultimate bikepacking weekend adventure? Join us for an unforgettable self-supported bikepacking trip through Southwest Virginia. The Grayson Gravel Pie Bikepacking Adventure travels along the Virginia Creeper Trail, the beautiful gravel roads of Grayson County, Virginia, and the New River Trail. All lodging and camping arrangements are included, along with daily routes and guides riding along with you. This self-supported adventure offers resupply opportunities every 20 miles for your food and water needs. Find out more at GravelTravelDirt.com. You're listening to Mid-Atlantic Gravel Travel and Dirt. Hi, everybody. I'm Brian. I'm Joey. And I'm Mike. Folks, this is episode 235 of Mid-Atlantic Gravel Travel and Dirt. If you're new here, this is the podcast where we talk about gravel bikes, adventure biking, bikepacking, bike camping, or just playing bikes. What were you doing over there, Joey? I just had my first sip of real chocolate milk in years. Oh, like so, a second ago. So how long before that becomes a problem for you? Like, what's the countdown clock? Should I start it? To- <laughs> We're just trying stuff out. <laughs> okay. Uh, that gets that gets a lot of people in a lot of trouble. Um, joining us this episode, Michael Bridges from, it's it's Beaufort or Beaufort, North Carolina? It's Beaufort. Beaufort, North Carolina and Beaufort, South Carolina. I knew, I can never get, I knew one was one way and the other, I know they were different, but I can never yeah. remember it's which spelled one. Spelled exactly the same. Spelled exactly the same. Yep. Um, beautiful part of the country. Um, absolutely gorgeous down there. It's okay. Gorgeous. Uh, but you, well, formerly from St. Michael's, Maryland. I was going to say you you come to us actually via yeah Beaufort, but it's yeah, sh- from St. Michael's. I'm a I'm a shore Billy originally. Uh, oh, nice. Quick um, question. Jess wanted to know my wife. Are you anything related to the auto bridges auto in St. Michael? Yes. Uh, yeah, those guys um, are that whole like clan of family is um, like 15 minutes from my family. They're like cousins of some sort, nice. but apparently there was like bad blood back in the day. Oh. It's this whole story about like great grandfather type brother drama that they never talked. And we never, like we grew up really close to them and they had the same last name in a really small town. And we never like celebrated any holidays or anything with them. Oh. So, that's too bad. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. The beef continues. Shore life, well, yeah. You know, you know, you know. I think you're the type of person. Maybe you could go mend some bridges. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I actually remember the story of my dad saying that his grandfather said if he could build a bridge over that town, he would. Ouch. So it could go both ways. Okay. Well, what we're going to talk about tonight has nothing to do with with the feudal um, uh, things going on over Eastern Shore. Eastern Shore is known for chicken, but there's definitely Eastern Shore drama. (laughs) We're going to talk about Outsiders BC, Croatan Campfire, and what happens after bad things happen on a bike ride. And swole scorpions. And scorpion. I got to hear the scorpion story. You weren't there. I was there. I was there, but I want everyone else to hear it again. Um, (laughs) Before we get to all of that, though, check out the show notes for our most current discount codes from folks like Cutaway, uh, JoJ, Salt Stick, Salt Stick, and Orange Mud. That's all we got to say about that. Um, Joey, do you want to? Have you had anything happen in the shop this week that you wanted to talk about? We're gonna talk a lot. I've been gone since Friday. Yeah, we're gonna talk a lot about Crotan Campfire. So, Uh, and I came back. To yeah. actually, the, 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 everyone did a pretty good job when I was gone. Hmm. So your phone wasn't going off like Larry's was. Oh no! Every fifteen minutes, poor Larry's phone was ringing. 
Um, you wanted to jump right into Strava Club then? Yeah. Let's, let's do see. That. Uh, Kelly Riley from Wilmington, Delaware um, with 172.4. Patrick Donahue from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina with 106.1. And Eli Orth from Cincinnati, Ohio with 128.8. Um, top 100 was only 90.1 miles, and we're up to 905 Strava members, and that's uh, Strava.com forward slash clubs forward slash gravel travel dirt, or like most people, just hit the search button in Strava. So I don't I don't remember the number being that low, 90 miles. I might have past. had a shot of that if I actually rode my bike. No, I just, I don't remember it being that low. I, I was... It's, I, been a, it's been a long time. It's since like maybe February. Time. Okay. I, I just, I feel like that's, that seems really, really low. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, just curious. Just per- curious. There's no crack of the week. What do you, uh, what's everyone drinking? What you got over there, Michael? Um, I got some original sin, uh, hard cider. Mm. I, oh, hard cider. Yeah, That's what I, you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't had a good hard cider in a while. It's that time of year though, too. It is. Yeah. yeah I, I just, mm, that'd be good. That would go down real nice. A uh, really good thing I like that I used to like to do. Um, I just haven't had cider in a year, but you go get that. Uh, what's that store bought uh, moonshine? Um, Moonlight or whatever. What is it called? Yeah, when they put the fruit in it, like they put the cherries yeah, in it. You get the apple awesome. pie and then you get an apple cider oh, yeah. and like in a and like a Topo Chico style bottle and you, you drink the neck out of the cider and you fill it up with apple pie moonshine. What does that do? Just make it's it like a dessert. That. Like make it more potent? Well that or too, but it's delicious. It okay. All right. Yeah. I I'll 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 try that. A cider cocktail. I'll try that. I, I I could go for that. Although I don't drink a lot of moonshine. Even, I know it's not real moonshine, but have you ever had real moonshine? Like oh, I've had shit. real moonshine like out in the sticks past in Goochland, Virginia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it'll yeah, it'll light you up literally, <laughs> literally. So anyway, congratulations to everybody in the Strava Club, yep. Kelly, Patrick, Eli. As Joey said, if you're interested in joining the Strava Club, we would really love to break that thousand number. Don't know why. And I got the right show notes. I got the right Strava Club. That's right, you did. Uh, Mid Atlantic. Uh, Gravel travel dirt on Strava. You'll find us. You can search it and all that kind of stuff. So, um, oh, let's get right to the point of what we're here for. Campfire. Campfire. Um, well, we got three things for hitting. We got three things. First one's campfire. Let's start with campfire. Do you want to recap your weekend at campfire, Joey? Oh and boy, we'll just chime in. I think we. I think we had, all had a little different experience. Well, maybe maybe we should tell the, the listeners what Croatan campfire is first. So if, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what Croatan Campfire is, Ridge Supply and Matt Hawkins down at home of the Croatan Buck 50 in, um, I guess that's considered Swansboro, North Carolina. What would, would that be considered? What would it's be like, the, the town? I don't even know. Yeah. What was think, the Pelletier? Um, Cedar Point. Yeah. Cedar Point, Cape Carteret area. Yeah. I don't know. Matt always corrects me when I, when I say it. <laughs> it's right on the southern, southern edge of the Croatan National Forest. How about we just go with that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a weekend full of fun and adventure where you camp at the Speedway. You go out for a, um, a bike ride of some type in the spring. It's a bigger one in the fall. This was his first year to do a smaller one, but there was a whole other bunch of other stuff wrapped around it. So um, that sort of sets the stage yeah. for folks. Yeah. Um, you know, would we have 85 people, a little smaller, more intimate? Yeah. It felt like a mini buck 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it started with Friday night was a one mile race. Um, foot race. Foot race. Yes. A five. Un- under the lights. 
of the speedway. On the speedway. What was it? Three laps, Michael? Yeah, I think it was three for the one. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and then there was a 5K. <laughs> Which was nine was laps? Nine. Nine laps. Yeah, yeah. I felt like nine some people did like 20. I lost track, and I, I wasn't even You guys drinking. were saying um, you're on lap one oh, still, yeah. <laughs> or something like that, I remember. <laughs> I, I hope you didn't confuse anybody. By, I, I didn't tell anybody on the foot race that they were going the wrong way, so I think it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we, can, we can get into more detail just quickly. Yeah, there's that, and then there was a cyclocross race that night. We woke up the next morning. uh pretty it was pretty early because we got done really on a day but a 40 it was i think it was 50 miles total that everyone rode yeah i ended up with 40 49 only person that didn't yeah 49 ish um and then we wrapped up by like one o'clock with awards um and then in the evening it kicked off a little campfire marshmallow thing and then you camped and then went home yeah and then we can all go into little details of all the extra stuff but that was a kind of a gist of it okay um so we drove down friday Yep, and we played leapfrog. I well, I just followed you down. Yeah. We, we were traveling together. It was kind of fun. Yeah, you know, we would normally drive down together. So the problem with then everybody gets a rooftop tent is that everybody then has to drive their own vehicle. Yeah, to things like this. So I should have just like slept in yours with you. I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. Maybe if I want one of those little. Um, maybe you, do you have one of those Michael those pop up trailers? I, I do, I do. I didn't bring it down this time though. That that's like the perfect croatan setup for a couple yeah. nights. Yeah, it two is. people. Yeah, it is. It is. You get um, like a king size bed. Yeah. I see. I I don't want to tow that for six hours. That's a long way. Yeah, but, I can see that. I've um, taken mine up to mountains of Virginia before and like white knuckled the whole time, even <laughs> though it's been fine. It's uh that that thing spring and fall is. I don't know why people don't spend the night both nights or i know i don't either i i can't understand why it empties out on the, the second night so like buck 50 and this past weekend it was you know the outsiders and then we had our own little mini camp mm-hmm. and that's how it was in the in the spring we had our own we had actually a decent sized little group over there and then you know michael and the outsiders were on their side and like everyone else left everyone just like bailed out and went yeah. back to their hotels or to their swanky uh, beachfront condos and and houses and I don't know how it's like the hardest event to beat as far as like you can wake up if you want food there's moonshiners yeah. there's other people mm-hmm. cooking mm-hmm. Um, you have shower houses there's hot water You're everything like, you need in speedway it's everything you need what else would you possibly need yeah. now now Michael Outsiders always has a huge presence at all the Croatan events so when when did you roll in for the weekend um i got there on friday about um three or four p.m because it's about 30 minute drive for me okay and and some of the other guys um like ian and those guys came from from virginia beach and i think they they had most of them had the day off and they various times they rolled in so we had a couple guys from raleigh as well so we're a sorted pack of arrival times so packet pickup was in the afternoon. Yep, moonshine. And then what we did is we dropped your car off, and then we went out and got some barbecue. Yep, for dinner, and then came back. We came back just in time for all the festivities. I think to begin to kick off. Yeah. Um. So the one mile foot race was was a bunch of kid was kids and a family, wasn't it? Is yeah. that that's how that played yeah. out? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was, was my really two cool. boys and my, my my two sons, nine and fourteen year old, and um, then it was a family of. Um, I believe I can't remember her first name, but it was Reed that she owns um, a coffee shop in Moorhead. Really oh, good nice. coffee. Nice. Too. I mean, everyone that ran did awesome. 
Your oldest son just just like smoked it. It's like, wow. Yeah. He was gone. Yeah. He was really bummed he didn't get to race me, but I was okay with that. <laughs> he was fine. He did uh, both of them did so good. Everyone yeah. did good. The whole family finished together. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun. I, I think Matt's awesome. on to something with with yeah, totally doing that kind of stuff the night before. I mean, it wasn't runners are freaks. I bet next year he can get a few hundred people out for a five oh, K. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like they yeah. will they will run for anything. And I'm gonna bet you that if he had some runners that showed up that then spent the night and camped and watched the activities of I think I think you'd have some of those con- converted to no, you'd to, have some bleed over. Yeah. 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 Vice versa. But you gotta have like a separate category. We talked about this with Matt and me and Ian. We're like mm-hmm. if you camp there, you're in a different category than the people that are, you know, staying in their hotels and, and stuff because just a little bit of added things that go on when you camp there, you know, <laughs> experiences. I'm, I'm not sure how much of that we could actually talk about without getting mad. <laughs> we don't talk about it. We can't give away the we, secrets. We, that, might, that might be, we'll have an episode two on our OnlyFans. GTDOF. Tune in, tune in. The spicy side of Gravel Travel Dirt. <laughs> but everything as a whole Friday night was so much fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the, the 5K. Uh, no, Michael, you ran the 5K, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, there was probably about, what, 20, 25 people that ran the 5K? It was something like that. Yeah, that was like a big group. Yeah. And under the lights and on the track. And I bet you that was kind of a cool thing. With all the people, we it was. We were heavy cheering. Was there was there as much yeah, cheering on the were. front side as there was going on the back side? No, no, uh, it was pretty. We were trying. other than the music that was there, but it was you guys had it going on. It was something to look forward to coming around that corner. <laughs> nice. I think it was the dead side. Although I never got a beer hand up because I heard that there were several beer hand ups there. And <laughs> I don't know how you didn't. I I don't know. So Ashley was there, and and <laughs> Ashley, Ashley went over and grabbed his beer cooler. We'll give credit where credit is due. Yeah. It was not Joey or I that had nope. ideas. Ashley, like, all of a sudden appeared with it. And he was had these Miller lights, and he's just holding them out. So we jumped on board, started telling people to grab their hand up. And we had a lot of takers. Oh, yeah. A lot of takers. Nice. Um, Joey was blasting some Van Halen. A little bit of everything. Yeah. I wanted a uh, little Neil Diamond. <laughs> I don't know I what think that the, came the from. The one lap, Ian did not not look happy. I had Neil Diamond on it. <laughs> and that did, not, that did not help, but... I don't know. I'm not. I'm always afraid to heckle people. Like I never know. I'm not to say wrong way. To or, and I can get into it. I mean, it, just like Matt having me announce probably wasn't the best idea a couple of years ago. But I'm sure you did fine. It's still fun. Yeah, I'm sure um, you did fine. I did great. But you got. I mean, everyone crushed the run. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. That wrapped up pretty quick. I mean, yep. Lars just looked like he was floating out there. Yeah. I mean, Lars it was, was fun. Yeah, watching he was him. just dogging everybody out there. I, like I, I think the hair helps. Yeah, there's there's, a, there's lift and there's like arrow, so like the hair mm-hmm. comes up and then there's like a little bit of lift and a forward momentum and it's just it's, yeah. it's a steamroller kind of a thing, you know the hair just yeah. picked it and he was doing circles and I think he did like four or five extra laps. Yeah, he definitely had a beer <laughs> for a lap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How I mean, how was the five k for you? It was good. I mean, it was good. It was the first time running competitively since since the accident and um, or doing anything in that nature. So, um, which I'm sure we'll get into to later. But um, it felt good, and it was like good to be around people and, and and good solid people. And I think that that's what the weekend's all about is about nice. the environment and all that. So yeah. it was it was really cool seeing everybody when you're running around and 
and you guys on one side, my family on the other, you know, and then Matt. So yeah, it was awesome. I thought that it was going to suck doing the amount of laps you had to do around that track, but it seemed to kind of just like anything with running, like I'm not a fan of running period, but, um, it, it wasn't bad. I, I dug it. I could see in the future them adding like a, you know, you come out of the track into something and then coming and finishing a couple laps in the track would be cool oh, for yeah. that. Yeah. Ooh, that would. Yeah. And, and the, the, the place that you guys went down and did your little party pace ride um, could actually oh, yeah. be a good yeah. little addition onto the running. Tony, gravel running is the next big thing. <laughs> well, I mean, they already gravel do it. Running. Gravel Worlds does it. Um, oh, true. Mid-South does it. I mean, like in general, like, you know, gravel bikes took off. They have yeah. gravel shoes. <laughs> Imagine like Sector Four or like um, oh, it, what is the other one? Um, old Savage Road. Savage Road. Oh, one of those <laughs> Warrior Dash things. Oh yeah, it's kind of like yeah. that, wouldn't it be? That would be yeah. brutal. Oh well, the, yeah. like the cool thing about that is, is like I'm not a runner, mm. and Jess hopefully never listens to this episode. But like, if I were to ever want to do a 5K in the next year, I'd wait until I'd wait and do it at the uh, campfire next year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Plenty of time to prepare. So it's, yeah, you can get some bleed over. Yeah. I think he could. I think he could easily. I think if you want to blow that side up, but I know he doesn't want, I was talking to Matt about the, the objectives for Campfire, and he does not want it to become another buck 50. No. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. want that size. He wants to kind of keep it smaller and a little more intimate. And, yeah. you know, so we could, we could probably import some runners and then, and then, then make them leave. Yeah, we can get a local running club out there for the <laughs> night and then come back out. <laughs> no, you got to go now. <laughs> <laughs> Your job is done here. Goodbye. <laughs> Forever stage, you're welcome. We got to do bike stuff now. <laughs> okay, so five k's over. We dive right into uh, a, a mini cyclocross race. A little mini cyclocross race. It was a twenty minute plus one lap. Cyclocross. Now, I'm not a big cyclocross person, Joey. Is that a, is that a typical cyclocross type of fashion for that to work, or is it is that unusual? Or yeah, I mean, usually races are like an hour long. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe 45 minutes for uh, a juniors field or something. But yeah, they're about an hour long of like heart rate at about 190. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, so the first the, when when the cyclocross kicked off, how many? How about how many? There were a lot of cyclocross riders too. Just as many, maybe yeah. 20. 20, 25, probably that same number. The perfect amount of field for how big that course was. Mm, yeah. yeah. It, it did spread out. It spread out. Yeah. So they started with a lap around the track. And then this is what boggled my mind because I thought people were pulling my leg when they said they were going to go up the stairs and over the, the bridge that goes across the racetrack and then back down those stairs. Because that seemed super sketch to yeah. me. That seemed really like like somebody's day was going to, or weekend was going to end early. But I, I don't think anybody went down on that. Maybe just everybody was Not down. on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then and then there was um, uh, a shoot that they went down back over to where Moonshiners was. And that was the outsider shoot. Outsider shoot. That was okay. yeah, yep. the, the alley. And uh, then you would pop back out of that and go through some chicane, some some little wiggly jiggly puzzle pieces, and then pop out. And then you didn't do a lap on the the track anymore. You went straight back to the bridge, though. Yeah, a little and, asphalt straight away and up and over it. Um, I have. I'm not a cross person. I've never really been. I, I've seen them like YouTube videos and stuff like that, um, but never been to one. Is the vibe like that? Yeah, yeah. You have you know you got you got like you know the outsiders alley. You got that going on. You got people all randomly out yelling and heckling. You got 
random things, hills and stuff you're going on. It was just like a, it was a mini shrunken down little course. Could okay. use a little sand in there, but okay. Um, yeah. If I mean next year, I probably would like love to bring my chainsaw. <laughs> just run around. That's like a real thing. And then you just take the bar off. I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> you're like, you get more people. Down. Down. It's, it's not awkward. And there's like 20 people cheering one person. So, so that's actually worse than me telling people they're going the wrong way. So oh, okay. yeah. yeah, you running around people with a chainsaw is probably worse than. I have seen some ginormous parties at cyclocross races. It's awesome. Well, people I, in trees, like everything going on. I did not know that the heckling thing was a part of it. Oh yeah, and and Matt was like, "Okay, I want you guys over here heckling," and we we're like, "Where should we go to do that?" And then I was like, "Well, what kind of stuff should we say?" And then somebody <laughs> threw out the bright idea to Brian to say to was tell people me? they were going the the wrong direction, and so I don't know who it was that I somebody who was very early. That's someone on the out in the Outsiders, Michael. It was Sam. Yeah, it was Sam. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about it like afterwards. I didn't see it. I apologized after <laughs> everything was all said and done because I was like, I feel like I got set up. <laughs> Somebody set me up because Ashley comes running up behind me and he's like, maybe not on the first lap. Maybe not on the first lap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm keeping my mouth shut for the rest of this whole thing. I just sat there and clapped. <laughs> and I was like, that's all I did. I'm not doing anything. Not inserting my foot in my mouth anymore. That's got to like stop you in your tracks though i mean it's the ultimate like you're going the wrong way and you're like uh, oh slammed on his brakes. he yeah. slammed on his brakes and stopped and then my immediate reaction was i was like well if people are doing cyclocross and you're supposed to do this i would think that everybody out there would know that that was coming and obviously mm-hmm. that didn't happen that way <laughs> so <laughs> i i in my immediate gut was oh my god i just caused a giant pile up he stopped coming out of this thing and all of a sudden these people are just going to start smashing into the back and pile up like you see in the youtube videos <laughs> and that it's all my fault and then uh we get canceled joey i would i would get canceled you could go on without me oh yeah just go uh, on without me associated with you <laughs> I was, I was just glad it was you, your guys, and not our guys that did it. Because I heard that somebody had did it, and I was like, "Tell me that wasn't one of our guys." So like, and then when you, I think I heard you on on Saturday talk about it, and I was like, "Shh." Yeah. You know? I mean, I was like, tell, you know, like say stuff like you got a flat tire, your chain fall off, you're going the wrong way, and I did not think you would yeah. do it so fast. <laughs> what what else are you gonna do? That was the only thing I heard was to tell people to go in the wrong way. Yeah, you let them get a lap in where they know they are, but. Anyway, <laughs> finished up Friday night. That was pretty good. We it was. We didn't stay up. I don't know if you guys. You well, guys I'm, went to bed super early and did nothing on Friday night on yeah. the outsider side. There was, yeah. I know that the yeah, outsiders we were, were very tame very yeah. on and Friday night. We, there was nothing happening. Right to bed right after the race. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Tucked no, each other in. And, yeah. No nonsense. Oh, no nonsense. Mm-hmm. Again, tune into the spicy OnlyFans <laughs> version. Spicy edition. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so, um, so Saturday, I woke up normal time, 5 a.m., slept great, and then was like, I'll go back to sleep. And then I slept till like 7 30. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. And then, uh, luckily, Moonshiners were there because I didn't get my breakfast ready. Yeah, but that was a part of your problem. Yeah. You ate too much fried food for Moonshiners. So, Ooh. my Saturday story, really quick, was. Yeah, because we all have three different perspectives of Saturday. Um, I actually slept past 5 o'clock, which was great for the first time in ever. Um, we go in the Moonshiners. The lady asked me like three times if I actually wanted two orders of hash browns. And I'm coming off the stomach flu. I'm like pretty fresh off the stomach flu, ready to eat whole foods. 
mm. I was like, no, I got to eat. Like, it's already 7.30. It's going to be almost 50 miles today. And I ate that and a sandwich. Which probably should have taken a Tums or something. But because we went out pretty hot. Yeah, there was no, it may have been a neutral, but it was a very, very hot neutral. Yeah, because we were booking and I like for a while I felt really good. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is actually isn't gonna be bad if we stay together. We were doing eighteen. Yeah. Um, and then I hit a certain point right before we went past the aid station for the first time. And I started dropping off of you guys a little bit from the the front of the pack. Well, I and I don't know where I don't really know how we we or when we dropped you. I know it was on the asphalt. I saw you guys pulling away a little bit. Yeah, because you were still and with, then I, I knew then I, you were still with us there. Yeah, and I caught a smaller group and we were still going. Um um, it was like a couple ladies, a couple guys, they're a little bit older. They weren't as fun to talk to. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> and then I just like acid reflex and I don't know what it was in digestion. You just like, I felt queasy mm. and then I got into the forest and I, <laughs> did you, did you give the hash browns back? Yes. I, the lady you, was right. <laughs> you returned to the hash browns to the land. Yeah. So I definitely <laughs> slowed down a lot. I came back around. Were you at least able to stop? Oh yeah, I stopped. Okay, I was um, wondering about no, that. At that point, I'm like, no, this is, I'm all alone. Would have been. I, th- I think Matt was behind me, and Matt saw me. <laughs> Would have been badass if you just kept running. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah dig it. Yeah, cause, no, I wish because Matt was coming up behind me on the moped, and I just stopped and pulled over and spewed. And I came back around and saw Michael at the little aid station thing, and there's a couple people there, and it was like starting to rain and mist. I was like, I need a couple Oreos or something to get my body. That's why. I, that's when I told you, Michael. That I was like, Yeah, I saw, I saw my breakfast again. I'm kind of done. <laughs> so I finished. Oh. I finished up. I rode that. I rode out a little bit more. I still got like 30 miles. I was pretty happy. I got back. Mm-hmm. I rode back kind of casually. Mm-hmm. And but right before I finished on the timing mat, the probably the top 15 came blowing by me, which was cool. I got to take a couple of videos. Got to see that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, that's one of the things I liked about the the smaller loop. Yeah, it was really cool to like see people. Um, yeah. Like I felt mm. like you were, um, and it wasn't like you know how on Buck Fifty, Mike. You know how Buck Fifty, it's like you're you're doing that out and back thing, and there's those points where it's like all of a sudden there's people going both directions, and it's it's yeah. a little it's a little sketch, especially yeah. if you do it the meet somebody up on the single track or in the cornfield or or one of those really tight places. It can get a little sketch. Um, yeah, I love you can get left alone for like what seems like eternity in yeah. the woods, yeah. where you contemplate like starting a new life in the woods. You know, like, <laughs> me and Cat a little shack Road. back there, yeah. and like, <laughs> guess this is where I live now. <laughs> There's probably a bunch of abandoned campers back in there. If I had to oh guess. yeah, you probably really <laughs> get to that place. <laughs> um, I did get through right in the middle of sector four. There was a lot of dogs, like probably within like a hundred yards or two in the woods for me. Yeah, they were hunting. Dirt. I didn't know the way. The, I didn't know the hunting style down there until Matt explained it. Yeah, with them flushing, and I didn't understand the chairs on top of all the trucks until we got out of the woods. I mean, there was like a desk chair on the back of a, yeah. so like a tundra. Matt told me I saw like five cars with like chairs up on top of like the dog crates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Matt said they'll send the dogs through the woods on one side of the road, they'll drive around to the other and they'll sit on top of their truck and shoot whatever comes out. Whether, whatever it is. What, deer or bear? Deer, bear. <laughs> whatever. She said, they're so lazy, they mount the, the office chairs on their trucks. <laughs> I just don't know if I would trust that, especially some of those guys that you see in there. That, oh, yeah. like, Most of them, I know that there was... I, I, they there probably were, don't care. 
There were some trucks early I know that some people had some issues with, but I, I think yeah. for the most part, when I had interactions with them, they were kind of okay. Um, they didn't really like to slow down. Yeah. And I guess once you understand the style of what it is they're doing, if they've released their dogs on one side, and they're all on radio collars, so they can see where the dogs are. Yeah. You know, they should, at least they should be able to. Um, I can understand them wanting to get to the other side of wherever the dogs are going to pop out quickly. Yeah. Are there, there are bear down there, though, right? Yeah. I had a customer, um, Paul Coppers, in the store that he rides down there frequently. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, last I was down there recently and saw some bears fly through yeah. in the Croatan. But, um, I mean, I kind of, I'll let Michael talk about Saturday night, but as far as riding Saturday, that was that was it for me. I got back to the Speedway, and some of the finishers were just behind me. Like, they hauled ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it was an early day. Well, I hooked onto the Larry F. and Paris train. Yeah. And Larry and I, actually, we worked together quite a bit. We we had a pretty good day. We had a pretty, probably one of the better days I've had on a bike in a while. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. We never stopped. And I never even, Michael, were you guys, you were the aid station on the road? Yes. Okay. I never did mm-hmm. quite realize that. I thought there was just a cheering section out there. I don't <laughs> think I ever realized that. There's <laughs> Oreos and or hydration. Oreos and bananas. Yeah. Larry and I had talked about it and we decided there's no stoppage. We weren't, we weren't stopping. I mean, we had everything we needed. Um, we had gummies, we had water, you know, we had, you know, shot blocks. There was n- nothing required. So it was on a 40, 40 mile hard effort. You know, we both kind of just looked at it and went, well, we got plenty of water. As long as you got water, we're good to go. Yep. And so there was, there was no yeah. intended stopping. So I guess if we did needed it, we would have figured it out. Yeah. Maybe. We had a couple of trick-or-treaters, so it was good. Nice. Nice. Well, it was it was so cool. Had some flow. I thought you guys were just cheering, and I thought that was pretty badass. I thought that was like, <laughs> yeah. I thought there was just like this like pop-up tent, and there's like all these people there cheering, and yay, go bike people. I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, so well, the way it ended up with Larry and I, um, we, we hopped on to a group. Probably, and I think that's Joey. When we may have left you, we were on that group coming yeah. the first time we hit the road surface. Yep, and we stayed with that group for probably a lap and a half, and then the second entry into sector four, some folks in front of us decided to pop off the bikes and walk. And as soon as that happened, the everybody behind that lost touch with that group, and I tried my best. I tried my best to to get back up on them because i could see the back end of them and i just i couldn't cross the bridge i couldn't close the gap so we ended up kind of like larry and i were working together with a few other people from time to time and um i think the way that it worked is is i would take the i would take the um the lead through sector four and then i'd take the lead on the the hard top and then we'd hop we'd we'd switch out and i'd draft off behind a larry on uh, on the other section so i think that's pretty even it's about two and a half, three miles per piece, if yeah. I remember correctly. And uh, Larry ended up finishing fourth yep. in his age group in the 60s, and I ended up finishing sixth in the 50s, which is unheard of for me. And so I really think it was all about Larry. Yeah, I'm going to tell Matt next year you need a 10-person podium. How was the gravel out there? Was it? I heard nice. from some people in the beginning, like, that you could almost do it, you know, with, with, um, like road bike type yeah, tires. I think so. Like, if it weren't for sector four and if it weren't for just a couple of very short sections and transitions between like road surfaces, I think like, yeah. I think coming out of sector four, you make that first sharp right to make that left. 
I mean, that was a little loose, but I, I it's pretty doggone close that, that you could have done it on road tires. Yeah. Yeah. And been really fast. I think you'd have given a lot yeah. of it back in um, sector four. I mean, it wasn't because sector four was loose. It was just, you pretty much had one line and, and that's what I heard. That was a big separator. Yeah. Yeah. And if you straight off of that a little bit, it, the sand did get a little soft. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you went off of that little, and then a couple of times it would pop out to where there'd be like a couple of different lines. Yeah. And I think that's what, cause the first time we went through sector four, I was in front of Larry and then it just seemed to happen again on the second time. And so that when we coming off of that, that's when we decided Larry was like, Hey, you know, the lines now. Um, I'm just going to follow you through sector four. And I was like, okay. And we just kind of like went that direction, but yeah, yeah, it was super hard pack. And then it started raining a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's kind of nice. It actually, I think that served to kind of make it a little faster. Kept the dust down a little bit. No, it just got a little gummy, a little tacky. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of spots where it was in the transitions between like one road to another where it would get a little soft. I can't remember. Um, there was one spot where it was really bad and, but bad being that you just had to be mindful of it and, and not take your time, but just hold your line. Yeah. Just hold your line. Don't, don't go getting squirrely or doing anything dumb. Yeah. Uh, How was your morning, Michael? Uh, it was excellent. I mean, I was tent, um, camping right next to Lars who had the pine state coffee set up. Lars runs on pine state out in Raleigh. Um, and he had, you know, two massive um, containers of coffee that he brewed over his solo stove or like heated the water up over his solo stove before that race. So I got woken up to that um, him making that, that wonderful coffee. Um, and, and then, you know, just helping out and watching the, watching the crew get ready and, and get hyped up. And it was, it was awesome. I mean, and the weather, I think it was, we thought it was going to be a little bit more sunny, mm-hmm. but it still ended up like crying. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, watching everybody get, get after it, um, from an aid station perspective was, was pretty cool. Like watching y'all go and, um, you know, seeing everybody smile and I didn't, you know, everybody looked like they were just having fun. So it was I cool. So. I think so. I had a ball. I had an absolute blast. And that's why you camp. You can wake yeah, up next yeah. to someone making <laughs> coffee huge things. Thanks, thanks for the message on that because I, I got that last little cup right before we left. That uh, that was delicious. Oh yeah, the, on Saturday at least. Yeah, because on Sunday it was it pretty was cold. Still okay on Sunday. I also <laughs> I forgot I got beans from him at Monster Cross this year too. Uh, yeah. I've had his coffee a few times. It's delicious. I guess it was unique mm-hmm. riding or, or working an aid station on a on a ten mile loop like that because you got to see everybody like multiple mm-hmm. times. That, that yeah, and you made could like cooler. time the groups out, you know, to where the, the front guys um, and, the, and the group that was chasing them and, and, and try to track the, the distance, like how close they were getting mm. um, every lap or whatever. But it was good because there was some people that definitely like needed it just to fill up their bottle or to mm. grab a little something and, and yeah. go. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a long ways. 40 miles. It's a long ways. Yeah. You, you finished, everyone finished up close to 50 miles. So, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a long day. Wow. Yeah. Not a short day. No. Not a short day. It was fast. It felt like a fast day. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, I don't know what it was that kind of made it feel like that, but it just, it really felt like, I know I anticipated the laps feeling like they were getting longer and longer, but instead it felt like they were getting shorter and shorter. 
which is weird. Mm. You don't think that that would be the case, but yeah, um, familiarity, kind of like maybe you know, I I want the one hard hard a hard time um, gauging the distance and when the road section ended. It was a long road section. It it it, oh, yeah, it, it felt like that, and and um, I had a hard time. I kept like thinking it should be okay around that next bend. We go back into the forest. We go back into the forest, and it's it. it I couldn't ever get couldn't have good couldn't gauge it right. Yeah, couldn't get it in my head right. So just kept going hard. Just kept going hard all the way. Uh, quickly, we we waited after awards, went out and got some delicious lunch and got some dinner to cook. Mm-hmm. And we had that, but I'll let Michael talk about. You guys started the evening off, yeah. So in camp- outsiders fashion, oh. <laughs> yeah. Outsiders yeah, campfire, yes. <laughs> definitely. So we're right before we did the the, the s'mores um, piece. We we held a little group ride from the racetrack. Uh, there's a, a road called Millis Road, I believe it's what it's called. But right from the racetrack, you can just kind of leave your camp spot, go out onto the to the road, um, but you're going. Um, not towards the main road you're going off into like i guess it's it's still considered croatan but it's just fast packed gravel and, and we we led we had a couple people that um had just maybe heard about it through um matt putting the word out or whatnot so we had a, an eclectic group of people which was fun and, and we all we got to go like a party pace like we were just you know i had on jeans and and some other people like were you know in casual riding clothes so it was it was good to just like soak the croatan in um for what it is and be able to people from out of town were able to stop and you know quote unquote smell the roses um to really appreciate like what that area is and and that was kind of the feedback that i got from that was like people were like this is really cool out here i didn't really get to you know look around when i was racing you know they were just kind of in the thing and you're looking because you know how the croatan is you got to be looking down at potholes and, and where you're going next and yeah um loose gravel or sand or people so so that was good so after that ride i think that ended up being like between 10 and 20 i have no idea where it was exactly but you can kind of keep going back in there it's kind of endless um and, and, and fun but after that we came back and we lined up like three different solo stoves and, and between Ian and, and Matt had a bunch of s'mores and, and just lined the pits with chairs. And it seemed like a lot of people that were camping came out and came over. Yeah. Um, which was cool. Cause then we all got to kind of talk and, you know, everyone got to hear some great campfire stories. If you ask me. <laughs> I love the cam- Yeah. All the campfire stories were awesome. <laughs> just <laughs> there was, there was a lot of recapping of the day too. Um, yeah, that I was think, cool. That's what should be. That's what I think a lot of people who don't camp the night after either Buck 50 or now after campfire, I think that's what they miss. Yeah. Is that, that opportunity sure. to kind of, you get there and you get to share your experience and hear other people's experience of the day. Um, yeah. because in something like this, you just don't know what other people have been dealing with or, or, you know, what, what they had going on or you just don't get to, you don't get to hear or see that. And yeah, you get that sense of community too. Yeah being at the racetrack, being kind of where you're supposed to be. Uh, I have done one year where the year it actually got canceled, like the, the couple of days before uh, the COVID year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got a ho- we got a, a beach house that year and we still ended up all going there because we paid the money and, you know, we were all relatively local, but um, it, that, that one wasn't an actual race. So it was cool to be at the house, but 
I can imagine there being a lot of FOMO too, knowing now like what happens at the racetrack when you're not racing and you're just hanging out with the friends and you know you're all and doing the same thing. It's it's a different vibe than it is, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Being being there because and, and like you, you don't have to go anywhere. And maybe that's what some people maybe that that's what they need out of the weekend. Maybe that's what they you know, I don't want I don't want to mm-hmm. take anybody else's experience away from them. Maybe what that that's what they're after. But I can say this there's some magic that happens at that racetrack. Yeah. I mean, how often do you get to camp inside of the infield yeah. of a racetrack and hang out with a bunch of people that love to do the same thing that you do? And you might be pretty far gone and see a Mustang come doing a hot lap or two. <laughs> <laughs> you never know at like 1130 at night. <laughs> but uh, there's some cool stuff that happens there. You never know when, uh, never know. Who, who was it in the spring? Was it y'all that did the whole, uh, um, uh, reenacted the fire scene out of uh, who did that? Oh, that was the Wounded Warrior group. That was the Wounded Warriors. I remember somebody did that, and I thought that was pretty funny. It's, that felt like a no. The Outsiders did that hot lap uh, with the boom box. I remember seeing Michael and okay. everyone walking oh, yeah. around while we were yeah. we were hanging out. Yeah. Um, no, that was Sai so, and the yeah. Wounded Warrior people. So all in all, um, it's hard to say to not. Yeah, like the stoke is high. Oh yeah! If you oh yeah, can't say enough good things. I'm already oh, ready yeah. for our uh, March. Yeah, if if you're if that's not on your radar, if the Buck Fifty in March and now the campfire in November are not on your radar, they need to get there. I really do think so. One or the other, if not both. Um, and and I have a feeling that campfire is going to be one that's going to kind of, um, especially if. Matt wants to keep it small. It's going to be one that you're going to have to get in early if you want to be a part of that. I yeah. think. I think in the future, moving forward. Yeah. Um. I, I think that's going to be the case for that. So, Michael, let's talk a little bit about outsiders. Yeah. No, we've we've heard stuff about the outsiders. I want to yeah. hear. I want to hear oh. like it's starting and everything. The insider scoop on the outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you come to the right person. Um. Yeah. What do you What do you want to know? Do you want to just Go right down the line. Go right or, down the line. Where, where, where did it, where was the genesis? Um, where did it come from? How did, how does the magic happen? You're not like the typical cycling club. No. Which no, is the no. coolest thing about it. Which is the best Yeah, part. and I think it's <laughs> sticking true to like the name of it. Um, I, I came up with it here in Beaufort. Uh, moved to this area from Virginia Beach. Um and i was just looking kind of to find my place in the world and to do something um that like just to find like a group of similar individuals and the best like tool for that at the time um that i thought of was was bikes and i was into bikes like earlier on um it obviously like grew since starting the club, but that was one one thing I thought that would be a pretty easy item to find. You know, like you you get like motorcycle clubs, you got to have a motorcycle, you got to have a car for a car club, like those kinds of things. I wanted to kind of stick to the, the roots of um, kind of how really how early motorcycle culture was was founded and, and started. I wanted that kind of core principles of that of like the guys that were coming back from war wanting that camaraderie and brotherhood and unable to find it them starting the clubs up and 
that was my source of inspiration was was the early um, club culture from motorcycles and mm. also um I, I i've read like a ton of books about you know the way that that goes and, I, and i'm like what if you know living in this small coastal town um if something's not there like in a big city you can find find something right there's a lot of things around to do um in a small town if it's not there that you want just create it just do it and so that's what i did and i, I got with a, a good friend of mine taylor Claire. um and he had never actually even rode a bike before <laughs> which is pretty ironic and we started off kind of on on beach cruisers just riding around um and then from there progressed uh like i said we're tied with the the way that the motorcycle culture was when it comes to earning patches and stuff like that and and we also wanted to take care of our community so we would do town cleanups and community bike rides once a month and we would get from that like other riders um and we would also kind of take a break from the bar, bar culture because like um mm. at first we were kind of heavy into that where there wasn't a lot to do in the town if you're not on a boat um other than drink so i wanted something different that um like i said is hitting towards that community aspect as well as physical fitness and then you know the community so that's kind of where everything started and, and from there we i um thanks to social media i was able to keep up with my good friend ian robinson in Virginia Beach, he got a bike, and kind of as Beaufort was kind of slowing down, um, I extended the torch over to to Ian, and and he hit the ground running with it and started a community there as well, based on the same principles. But um, obviously, Virginia Beach is a little different than Beaufort when it comes to the amount of people. So um, that was a little, you know, he he navigated it different there mm. in his own way, and but um, and from there we've grown to other cities and um in different areas with all the that backbone of us coming from um kind of finding each other on the streets and, and outside of our, our our own families to you know coming together for that common core of um just hanging around good people and and uh having a good time what cities do you have a presence in now um so obviously beaufort north carolina raleigh north carolina we're kind of defunct out in uh in pisco we got one of my best friends is out there so it's it's not really anything to um say is a full presence but um obviously in virginia beach and that whole area the seven cities area we got guys all over that that spot richmond virginia washington dc and down in atlanta we got a guy down there froggy cool He's come up for a couple um Croatan races as well. And and how many outsiders are there? Gosh. I'd say around twenty to, to thirty. I don't know the exact number. We got some guys that kind of just come out for club events. Mm-hmm. And we got some guys that, that do a lot. So total, you know, I couldn't tell you the exact number mm. without having to count. No, that's cool. And and you guys just you establish a big presence. For, yeah. for a small number of clubs. I mean, I was just looking, um, I tried to do a little bit of my homework. I was looking at your Facebook page and looking at Instagram and, you know, for the club, not for, not your stuff, but looking for the club stuff. And, you know, there's, you see a lot of, um, 
charity work and a lot of ride for this and ride for that. It's it, it the footprint feels a whole lot bigger than just that number of people. So I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of speaks to the type of people that, um, that we are and the, and the type of people that we've, we've attracted over the years is that, um, I, I look at it kind of like, um, like, uh, the people that are, they're just kind of drawn to you that are supposed to be around you in a way where it's not just about riding a bike and it's not about podiuming. It's, it's like, um, we're more of like the backyard barbecue, like that you want to be around like your fat, like family outside of your family. Um, like love family. I mean, God, every bike club needs a little bit of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> we usually like shot so. an arm of that. Holy cow. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like, it just builds it. Yeah. No matter where, like other events, like you guys just bring such a whole different vibe. Yeah. To, yeah. It could be like, it could just be six of you at like dirty kitten and like, and having Pat there or something a couple of years ago. It's like, Holy cow. Or, you know, even monster cross. And obviously the Croatan stuff, you guys have a huge appearance and footprint at. You got a brand. Yeah. You, got a, you got a brand. And and the, the cool part about that is it wasn't intentional. These doesn't sound like it was intentional. It sounds like it's just like, no. and some of the best things in the world happen without intention, you know? No, it was never about like, yeah. we're going to put together this team of like badass riders. It was just like, we're, we're going to stick together like a family and we're going to, you know, we're going to do bike stuff and stuff to better our community and, and yeah. ourselves on and off the bike, you know, physically, mentally. What's the future look like being there for each other? What's the future look like for outsiders? Wow. Um, it's crazy. We just hit our 10 year, um, last year here in Beaufort. And, um, if you had asked me that right, right then at the 10 year, it would have been different than what it is right now. Uh But I think it's still along the same, the same, well, obviously like I had a little bit of a, um, a wrench in the gears, so to say, um, it's put a lot of different things in perspective, but, I think um, coming out of that, which I know I'll get into, I mean, just onward and upward with what we're doing. Um, This was the first real race that we we got together since then. And Mm. um, I really noticed in that just like being around the campsite with the guys and just seeing like looking at the people and being like, man, if it wasn't for this club, I wouldn't know these people. I wouldn't have shared this experience with them and so i think that we'd like to carry that on and just continue to do what we're doing um through community events and, and through bike races and teams team events cool let's no let's yeah, let's, no matter where you're at yeah always yeah. i remember croatan a couple of years ago i had no idea who you guys were and i was it was the year i was announcing mm. and you guys multiple people from the club i was like who are these guys wearing like i think i brought you a beer but you guys were like taking care of me all day without like even asking a question and i was like this is the coolest that's when i first realized yeah that's what it should all be like just a random person out there yeah just god it's cool man it's what it should always be like yeah just should always be like that that's cool yeah um and and we've alluded to a little bit uh here during the course of our conversation let's go ahead and clue the listeners in you had a little incident like where you went riding on the hood of a car right yeah it's pretty um not a lot of people know the full details of what happened but we had a um a a race they call it a race um even though it's it's a ride but if you were in it you would think it was a race as well Mm -hmm. um 
but it's called bike the banks and it happens pretty i think it's yearly but um it's my first time doing it since 2019 because i think they took a little bit of a pause anyway um there's a couple hundred people from around the state and in an area that come down to emerald isle and you can do a 50 or 100 mile ride race um and i went met up with a couple guys um pat kelly from beaufort here sam i think oh, actually i don't know if sam was actually riding it but um and ryan and and i got off on it this is uh where the ironic part comes in is the ride was to promote bicycle like and pedestrian advocacy to get more bike pedestrian lanes for the county mm. and um i was six miles into the ride and just riding like we're, we were behind the main group just riding my bike i had pat right behind me and we had a big group that was was behind us even and uh the next thing i know i, I wake up in a helicopter Damn. And, like i'm just riding and i just woke up and i remember laying there and being like i'm in a stretcher and i'm like um this isn't an ambulance because it's shaking too violently and then i started kind of thinking and i i um could kind of remember i don't know if it was like later on that day or what but i could kind of remember seeing myself like through third person you know like that outer body experience that people talk about mm -hmm, sure where like i could see my face looking at my face um flying in the air and i could kind of feel like an impact but i couldn't hear anything and i couldn't that was all i could see was just my face like flying with like you know helmet on and glasses and everything so what happened was um so what happened was um apparently somebody blew a stop sign t-boned me i went flying up hit the windshield um i injuries from it was collapsed lung two broken ribs broken finger and a tbi like because i was i was out for probably 15 to 30 minutes i would say like wow. unconscious wow holy yeah. crap holy crap. to the point where i think they had put like blankets over me and stuff and um and pat pat kelly behind me he was um kind of in similar shape there he hit the back door that's how fast she was traveling it was um he hit the back door and it was like i said we were both medevaced out of there but that's oh. just what what went down that's that's so scary it's, it's it just really so was scary. yeah and like and, something that you don't like ever you didn't even i didn't even see coming i just had to just like accept the fact that it it happened, you know, like you just, and, and there, than, there, there's, there's everybody, you know, this can happen anytime, anywhere. It, it doesn't mm -hmm. no matter. It doesn't matter. There's all those things that we can do as cyclists to make ourselves more visible, yeah. to make this, to make that. To, and you should do all of those things, but understand that what we do and the activity that we pursue as a hobby, this can just happen, you know? Yeah. And, and it's not an accident. It's a crash. It's, yes. it's somebody did something wrong and somebody else paying the price. Yeah. So, yeah. damn. So exactly. Innocent individuals. Yeah. I, I don't want, and, and it is telling that, that, you know, you guys were together, you and Pat were together and you end up on the hood and he ends up inside the car. That tells you that there was There's some speed. There was some speed. Because mm -hmm. whoever the driver was did not have the time enough to even react once you're once you're bashing into the windshield to to make that car stop. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I think they said that like the only um, like actual tire tracks were from people that were riding behind us. Like 
slam you know, on as brakes. far as yeah. slamming on brakes, yeah. What's wild the bikes. is like people are so impatient. I think you're going to save a little bit of time, and then, I know. As, and, and hopefully you stop as a driver. Now you're like way behind everything, and all it would take is like half a second. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. impatience. It's fifteen, especially seconds. in Emerald Isle, like in any anywhere really. But I mean, when it comes to like how much time are you like literally saving? But there, it's like what is your what is your rush to do anything? Mm. There's no major airport ports, or there's no huge industry there that if you're a couple minutes late to work or something like yeah it's, it's like is, is it worth especially in today's world <laughs> yeah you know you know i'd rather if it was an i'd rather like as a boss like someone being a few minutes late than hey i was impatient i took out a pedestrian yeah 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 so I'm just grateful it wasn't like more people yeah and it, i mean it the group behind us changes people's lives after mm-hmm. well we don't want to talk there's lots of reasons not to talk too much about the yeah. actual incident. Yeah. So let, let's fast forward. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's, it's almost anymore. I feel like that term TBI, um, mm-hmm. it's like cancer. Everybody knows somebody who's been impacted by it anymore. I feel like totally. our family's been impacted by it. Um, and, and I know the struggle that, that it, what it takes. And it's sort of a hidden thing. You know, a lot of people don't understand that aren't, haven't dealt with it themselves or have had to deal with somebody who has dealt with it. They don't understand because you look normal. You look like, oh, they're healthy. Yeah. Glad they came back from that. Look at them. They're looking great. Mm-hmm. And inside, yeah. you're just a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. I mean. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. I, I don't mm-hmm. th- until you've actually had to deal with it. Um, and be up close and personal with it. I don't. I don't think you'll ever really get that. That it's just. It's just this internal struggle. Yeah. And it's a mess. And it's a mess. So, you know, you go through that. You and and it takes a while sometimes to even get diagnosed. Oh yeah, they like. I'll be honest. Like they checked me out of the emergency room, and it was just like there was zero follow up with it. So like, luckily, I have like a a full time physician that I go see pretty regularly um, that I was able to be like, Hey, so this happened to me. Um, What should I do? (laughs) Yeah. Because there was no like follow up plan, you know, or anything. It was just kind of like, all right, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. And now like, I mean, the amount of doctors I'm seeing now, it's, it's it's crazy to think that there's nothing, you know, to follow up from that. I guess it's just because of being in in an ER or whatever. But it's also too, I mean, it's, even when you find a good neurologist, um, a lot of them don't even truly understand, quite frankly. Oh, there, there was some that wouldn't even take me because I was involved in an automobile accident. Mm. That they were like, they were just, you know, and you can imagine Eastern North Carolina, there's not a lot um, here, period, anyway. But luckily I got um, through Duke Health so in Durham. So good. And they've been taking care of me. So good. all good. Good. Um, that, it's a long road and you probably still got a long road ahead of you, but how do you even begin the process of coming back to the bike? How, do, how does that, what does that even look like? What's, what's the, what's the process? So I'm, I'm glad you phrased it that way because when you say like coming back to the bike, um, it's, it's like when people say like, how are you going to get back to where you were or like what you were? And, and it's, I've already like accepted that I won't. 
mm. be like back to quote unquote normal. But you know, it is going to be like um, it's going to be a new road here. I haven't rode my bike um, really since the same. I've done on my street. I did some, you know, dabblings in the gravel uh, around the campfire time. But for one, like the desire wasn't there to do it, mm. um, which I've got to deal with myself. But I think just kind of finding um, you got to break all the aspects down of it, of cycling, what it is that I liked about it, um, how to get. Because cycling, I mean, as you guys know, you're not just getting like a physical workout. You're getting a mental workout. You're getting one-on-one with nature or whatever. Your surroundings, I'll say, maybe not nature. Um, But you're getting so many different aspects. You're getting time to yourself. You're getting like, you know, community. You're getting a lot. So when you take away cycling, it's, it's singular, right? But there's so many things behind that that, make it what it is like i said the physical mental the time to yourself all that so really to i know a long-winded answer your question um no it's like me to me defining each what each part of that is and ways to get it elsewhere or from other things you know um that's why I've, i've been doing some i can run i have no problem with that um I mean, I could say I have a problem with it, but <laughs> um, <laughs> so finding that, I think it's like not holding myself up to that expectation of like, okay, I got to get back into this and I got to hit X amount of miles and I got to do this. It's more of like, like, let's be okay with the way things are now and let's know that we got a clean slate and let's look at things a little differently. And, you know, let's, I think being um, okay with that is like the first step. Well, if I could, if I, I was, could, if I could marry that, that, that thought process that you just elaborated on back to what you talked about with the origins of the Outsiders Bike Club, where yeah. it wasn't even really about having a bike and, and that you yeah. started on beach cruisers, just tooling around. Um, yeah. you know, I, I feel like those things, I mean, it just, it just, I'm not trying to be a therapist, but <laughs> I feel like, you know, going back to that roots is what's, what's going to help and what might get you there. Totally, totally. And it was something that I didn't really put much, um, you know, thought into before. Uh, we, we did have an event over, over the summer where we had everybody together, but I was still kind of through that recovery process there to I really couldn't appreciate it for what it was mm-hmm. um, and, and dealing with everything since then. But, but where I'm at right now, like, and getting there, it was it was pretty awesome to be around everybody again and, and back to the core principles of what it is yeah. um, that we're here for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, and it's a, it's a process that's going to take a long time and, yeah. and, a, and it sounds like, you know, that, so, yeah. Yeah. um, you got a good community of friends behind you. Yeah. So, well, what kind of yeah. message could you would you want to share with anybody else out there that sort of maybe had something like this happen to them? I mean, it could be anything. It could be an interaction with a car. It could be a, an OTB on a mountain bike into a tree. But, you know, the bike ends up being the, the catalyst, to lack of a better word, to some sort of traumatic experience. And, and how do you kind of, what, what would any advice that you could provide to them? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm still kind of at that point where I'm I'm open to advice as well. So sure. to give it fully, you know, you got to take that, take take it like a recipe, right? We might right. take a little sprinkle of this and go, but I'd say, um, you know, everybody's going to say take baby steps, right? With it, don't rush back into mm. trying to be where you were at before, um, and really understanding the process that you're going through mm. and what um what your goals are right you might not even know them but you can constantly set the goals and you can constantly you know set the bar um and really just trying to obtain that like what's what what are you trying to do here what are you trying to do by cycling period right and what like like i said there's those different pieces of it like being outside time for myself like all those 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 pieces of the puzzle Right. of cycling right yeah define them and then go get them yeah and it may not and you know quite honestly for some folks it may not even be the bike it, they, totally. they they may have to find the the ptsd can be too strong and you know maybe they got to find something else um so i so i, I what i heard let, let me let me regurgitate what i heard from you is find out what are those things that the bike where what was the the good things for you personally that came out of the bike and if the bike is not going to be a part of the equation anymore, you need to identify what those good things are yeah. and figure out the right way to get to those good places again, however you can, with or without the bike. Yeah. That, that honestly was the, the hardest part of the recovery process. I mean, I'm in the, in the emergency room bed planning my recovery like there because I'm like, okay, like I got this. I'm going to come back. Mm. You know, and and then you're you're hopped up on all kinds of drugs and medications in there. So <laughs> that's probably why I'm thinking that way. But as I come through it, I've hit several stages of the recovery. You know, dealing with rib pain, mm. um, and then head pain, like of just dizziness and, and constant headaches and and stuff like that. And and um, then you 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 kind of feel that way where you're okay with like the head pain and you're, you're learning how to deal with that. And you're like, okay, I should be ready to do these things again. And you're not. Mm. And so that that's like kind of was a big roadblock for me that I didn't know how to navigate until I, you know, I, I really started to dissect all those pieces, like you just said, yeah. and, and figure out how to navigate from there. Mm. Well, continued, continued on that journey. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's the thing. I don't, I don't, like you said, I don't, you, you know, none of us are ever, ever done with our journey until you're done with your journey. No, you know, the journey no, is, exactly. is always evolving. It's always changing and, and you just kind of, kind of roll with it. That's deep. Ah, deep thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get to the scorpion story. I was about to say, let's get to the buff scorpion here. So we can change the light in the subject. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We have to may have to revisit uh, Buff Part Scorpion. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll revisit Buff Scorpion. Small, at small Scorpion. Time. Small Scorpion at another time because that was that was quite fascinating. That's yeah, like GTD after hours kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Come to campfire next year and hear about Small Scorpion. That's yeah. it. That's it. Ask That's me it. to tell a story. Yeah. You might regret it, but yeah. talk about that. that is there is a lot of funny little stories that night, but that was that was it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody kept coming up with like, what are you talking about over there? And then it would, it would just start all over again. That's <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> got me going yes. so much. I'm, I'm coughing. Um, so we're going to have to come back to that one. Um, this or that. You want to stick around? Let's do some this or that. Yeah. Let's do some real quick yeah. ones. Uh, Michael, you're up first. Then I'm going to answer. And then Joey's going to, as usual, muck it all up. Uh, campfire or buck 50? Ooh, Tough. I'd say uh, campfire. Yeah, right it was, now. I'm going to go with campfire too. It's just not because I'm in the glow, um, mm-hmm. in the glow of the campfire. See what I did there? I am very yeah. witty this evening. I like Joey. it. I'm yeah. very witty, and nobody's really That's picking up one. on it. Um, so I, I liked the intimacy of it. I like the smaller setting. Yep. Um, although buck fifty, don't get me wrong. Whoo, that's a good time. That's yeah. a good time. That's a super awesome time, and I would highly yeah. recommend it. I'm not going to pick one over the other for you, but for me, the intimacy of campfires just right on point. Joey? Well, I could draw this one out. Yeah, probably similar. Yeah? I feel like, yeah, that smaller intimate, the uh, less stress level, even from a participant standpoint, although even Matt it's like staring at and he's like, you know, people are lining up right now, right? <laughs> it was like five minutes before. Oh my God, that was Joey, the best. Joey and I are walking around over there, still in her, in her street clothes. He's yeah. going, you know, you got to go line up, right? He's uh, on his little ruckus. <laughs> he's like, come on, your megaphone, but you need to get ready. <laughs> like, trying to put my contacts in. Um, no, but you also like, if you want to see a lighter side of Matt too, like you're not going to mm. hang out with Matt at Croatan. Right. Like he is doing 20,000 things. Right, like, right, right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can call Matt tomorrow and chit chat about something, or I, I see Matt frequently and talk to him. But I think the average person, if you want to see Mr. Rich supply mm-hmm. and have a s'more with him and hear that's about full scorpion or something, like yeah. that's what you're going to do. It's, yeah, it was fun. It was a mini buck 50 in the best way. Yeah. All the good things. Uh, second item one order of hash browns or two <laughs> orders of hash browns, even after being warned by the counter staff that it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Michael, are you still there? No, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to me first or yeah, Joey on that up, since no. he's got the experience. <laughs> I, I would say none. <laughs> there you go. That's an option. Um, I would go with, with a singular order of hash browns. Joey, what did you decide to do? Well, she did ask me three times. Um, Especially would, if they got to warn you. If they got to warn me, I'm probably not going to get hash browns again. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to stick to my, like double up pop tarts or something i went with the two sandwiches and the one order i can imagine that was perfect her ordering that and going into the kitchen like he wants hash browns and then being like you serious and he's like double double. they're all just like shaking their head like all right this this kid's gonna puke on his bike ride (laughs) (laughs) Uh, third item michael you're first steak and eggs or chicken and waffles i'm gonna go with steak and eggs Oh, I'm going to go with chicken and waffles because steak didn't agree with me over the weekend. Joey. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a chicken and waffles. I actually like, it's called chicken and waffles and waffles. So yeah, the best chicken and waffles ever that I have ever had came from Easton at rise up the mm. mad eggs, uh, their food yeah. truck, mm. they had chicken and waffles. And the hot and the um, syrup was like mixed with hot sauce. Oh, Dang. oh fancy! Yeah. I also hate eggs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't need it. I love steak, um, chicken waffles, chicken sweet waffles. and savory with a little hot sauce mm-hmm. syrup. 
Yummy. I had yeah. a, like a really good steak with a fried egg on top of it in Portugal. And ever since then, I've been like dreaming of it. Mm. So well, maybe maybe we way. can get our public steaks like we got the other night and next year. <laughs> Joey did a Frying fantastic on top job. Of that thing. Yeah, Joey did a fantastic job with the steaks. Um, um, sticking with our breakfast theme, breakfast burrito or breakfast sandwich? I'm going to go with burrito. You can take it anywhere you want. Yeah, I can go with the burrito because it's, it's so handy. You stick it in your jersey pocket. You can eat it on the fly. You can have one for dinner like we did tonight. I would say, if you guys would have saw how Brian wrapped his burrito, I don't think you could actually (laughs) go anywhere with it. (laughs) That was just a monstrosity. It worked, though. It all got in my gullet. Yeah. At the end of the day, it was all there, but the delivery (laughs) was... um, Not quite on point. Chorizo potato breakfast burrito. It was That's what we had for dinner tonight. Joey Joey always cooks breakfast Mm -hmm. on... Or cooks dinner on um, podcast. Yeah, he makes me breakfast too sometimes. Um, I'm going to do you double hash browns next week for you. <laughs> from, from I the, can uh, send you guys up some from Munchies. I'm, I'm okay. I, I think we're all okay without I that. Think, I think I'm good with that place <laughs> once a year and I check that box in March. Okay. Shouldn't have had it in yeah. November. I, it was, the sandwiches were fine. But the hospitality of those older, like the old yeah. ladies, like yeah. they're, they're great. Yeah. They issued fair warning and you just chose to ignore it. I definitely wanted to go like Heckle them during the cycle, <laughs> <laughs> just to have her slap me. Like you know, they're, they're barf great. on their window and write something on it. I'll give you your hash browns back. <laughs> <lady. laughs> yeah. All right, listen, folks, it's about time for us to shut this down. Michael, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for joining. Yeah. And, and thank you guys. We have teased Swole Scorpion, so um, we'll have yeah, to come down, back. Always and, down. I'd and, love to anytime, like anything, in any shape or form. Oh, all can, about it. Can I ask how is Pat doing? He's, he's doing good now. He's good. Yeah, yeah, he's doing good. Good. He's good to hear. Glad to be back with the family. Awesome. I will say because we have a lot of rodeo riders. Mm-hmm. Michael is a rodeo. Ah, on this podcast. So oh, yeah, right on, right on. And Larry's yeah. looking I, at the. Party. I uh, started Larry's rodeo tie rodeo today. Larry wanted one in a sixty-two, wasn't he? Or yeah, really big? They don't make a sixty-four. Larry. <laughs> Larry's about five <laughs> ten or so. He might stand about seven feet tall because he's Larry, but. Uh, no, um, I got a couple cool rodeo orders, titanium rodeo orders going right now in the shop. We finished up trail donkeys, so steel is real. No, titanium. Yeah, titanium. I it literally just said titanium. You went steel. Titanium is steel. I mean, it's like the Mike and Michael thing, right? Yeah, they like to be called Michael. Yeah. Titanium is Mike. steel. Or Mike McMahon must ri- metal. What is his? Must ride metal. Mike must ride metal. Mike. <laughs> 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 well, let Did it you go know that. that Pat McMahon's dad is a normal customer of mine? Um, no. Yeah. yeah. I see I see Mike, 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 Mike about three times a week. Yeah, Mike, 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 Mike. Oh, Mike's nice. good people. Love that family. Yeah Mike's, yeah, Mike's good people. Okay, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Man Atlantic Gravel Traveling the Dirt. If you've enjoyed the podcast, maybe consider joining our dwindling Patreon family. <laughs> we really do appreciate the support that you give us there, even though we don't show it. But... We really do appreciate it. Yeah. Joey, how can folks get in touch with us? Well, I had a lot of people touch me at Crow, or Campfire in a good way. <laughs> inappropriately? Not inappropriately. Not at the bar or wherever we were the other day. Uh, <laughs> diner. Um, but yeah, you can come to events. <laughs> <laughs> threw you off? You're, yeah, it threw me off. Uh, we're on us, yes. If you're on dial-up, www.gravelTroubledirt.com. Our Instagram is at MidAtlanticGTD. If you uh, want to catch Michael and the Outsiders, uh, you want to give your handles and stuff, 
yeah so outsiders bicycle club on instagram or myself black metal bike right on that's it mid-atlanta gravel travel and dirt is recorded this week from right here in blake's kitchen all the way down to beaufort that's right got it right got it i did it i got it right nailed it Thanks for riding along. Till next time, do good, be nice, go slow, respect others. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.